Welcome to another episode of NFL Fantasy Matchup. Week one is in the books. We are just starting with week two. My co-host, Jed Lamb. Jed, welcome this morning. Good morning, brother. Wow, you know, we've been talking about, we usually record on Fridays and Mondays. We're going to have to start recording uh, on Tuesdays and Fridays now just to capture all of the injuries, waiver wires, everything like that in week one. Yep, catching the Monday night games. I think uh, that was the thing we figured out. So, okay. The most important question before I start: Did you stay <laughs> up for the entire Cleveland Cincinnati game? No, no, I did not. <laughs> I did not make it up that late. Um, I was actually watching the uh, the Celtics and the Heat. That was a really good game. Yes, they came back from. They were down by seventeen. They yeah, came the Heat are back. serious, man. It's intense. They yeah, they're up two zero. They weren't supposed to be. And uh, Jimmy Butler, man, former Chicago Bull, he's he's playing out. They're uh, they. Look good so i don't know we'll see if the Celtics can come back hey on a separate note before we start remember when the bulls did not want to build around jimmy butler because they didn't think he carried the team yeah exactly so disappointing i mean now you look at him and he's just i mean the perfect alpha male there and a hard worker and you know you got to really like what they built in miami and built it from the ground up so pretty pretty impressive miami always does a very good job of building yeah, there's this article on um, the three-point shooter. I think his name's um, John Dustin something, um, and just how his, the player development. This guy went undrafted. He was played at Michigan, but went undrafted, and now he's like the highest percentage shooter, three-point shooter in the NBA behind Steph Curry. So that's pretty impressive. Yep, yep. Hey, let's switch over to the Thursday night game. Any yeah. thoughts, anything that stuck out for you? Yeah, I mean, high-scoring game. So if you're a fantasy player, you, ha- you like that. I mean, to me, the big thing for the Browns was the run game. I mean, yep. Nick Chubb won 24 yards, two touchdowns. You got to love that. But Kareem Hunt, too, came through, um, you know, a couple touchdowns there as well. And so you got to be happy if you have either of those players. I think Kareem Hunt maybe has more value than we thought. Um, Beckham did come through with four receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. But overall, I think, um, you know, the and Landry had three catches. I think overall the passing game is just still not what we were expecting. So I think really the players to own are the running backs. Um, as far as Joe Burrow and the Bengals, 61 attempts, second highest in NFL history, but he did get over 300 yards and had three touchdowns. Um, but I think, again, like we warned, if you were a Mixon fan, I mean, you got to be a little disappointed, really not much there. Um, Adrian Green was disappointed with only 29 yards. Tyler Boyd was the real um, you know, winner there, seven catches for 72 yards. The other big news, CJ Ozuma, who had a touchdown and has this great rapport with Joe Burrow, former roommates, he is out for the season. So I think that was big news. Yeah, a couple of things. You mentioned one thing that caught my attention. You said Kareem Hunt might be the running back to own. Your thoughts on that? Why is that? Well, not necessarily. I'm just saying that um, I think that his value is a lot higher. So I still think Chubb is the own is the one yeah. to own of the two. But you probably drafted Hunt fairly low. I mean, he was going a decent amount as far as a number two back. But now I think he's producing. Basically, you can say these guys are like one A and one B. I mean, you're still going to get production out of Hunt, which is really impressive. Yeah. The one thing is a lot of times Nick Chubb's value is still so high. I actually would probably, I'm not sure what your thoughts on, look into possibly trading him actually, because you're always going to constantly get that seesaw effect, even though he got 124 yards. But at the same time, you never know when Kareem Hums could come along as well, too. True. And it was against the Bengals. And, you know, I'm worried about the Browns. They just um, just haven't looked great. You know, I haven't really shown that spark. There's a really great article on Pro Football Talk about how the new coach and the new um, GM, they aren't sold on Baker Mayfield. And so they're talking about could it eventually go to Case Keenum. So pretty interesting. A lot of turmoil there. You're right. I mean, maybe now's the time to sell high on Chubb. 
And still remember, Case Keenum is the quarterback when Kevin Stefanski was the offensive coordinator with the Minnesota Vikings. Exactly, he was there when they had that that great yep. run. Um, yep. So they, you know, there's a lot of little bit of pressure. So I don't know. You got to wait and maybe see how it plays out. I mean, it's a nice bounce back game uh, for the Browns' offensive players, but we'll see. You know who's been very disappointing? Austin Hooper. Four catches <laughs> for 37 yards through two games. This is the same guy who did so well in Atlanta. He's terrible so far. Yeah, I kind of warned you about that. I was not sold on this guy, um, you know, and so we'll see. You know, he and actually the other I'm now I'm forgetting the other um, starting tight ends um, is out. And so you expected Hooper to have a lot more catches this time going in, a lot more production. It hasn't been there yet. And but I think overall the Browns office is just not clicking yet. So we got to see. It's only a couple weeks, but we got to see. Odell Beckham, are you actively trading him? Are you actively looking to pick up, uh, do something with him? Yeah, yeah. Beckham is a good name to trade. People know him, recognize him. Now he's got a touchdown under his belt. And so now it's probably a great week to try to trade him. But again, personally, and actually, see, I have Landry, and um, yeah. I'm probably going to be dropping him, um, but we'll see. Uh, AJ Green, is he someone you're going to actively look? He's, his stock is very, very low, has come, taken time to come back. And so people might be offered to him or he might be on the waiver wire. Are you picking him up? Yeah, if he's on the waiver wire, I would think about it. I mean, you know, especially with Ozuma, with CJ Ozuma out, um, Burrow's got to throw to someone and they're clearly going to throw the ball 61 attempts. So someone's got to get that. Um, but still, even there, you know, Boyd had better production. And so I still don't know that he's going to get anything. Hey, look, I'm selfishly asking that because I have uh, A.J. Green in three of my leagues. I have Tyler Boyd in one of my leagues. And yesterday, I played Green over Boyd. I'm saying, oh, why in oh, the world no. do I do that? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think Green might be – he might be – it's time for him to maybe go to the waiver wires. Yeah. Hey, by the way, he still wants to play in our three, four years. Yeah, we'll see. You know, um, Larry Fitzgerald has proven you can pull that out. But as far as fantasy relevance, yeah. um, you start to go off the screen. Hey, let me get your thoughts. We did not record on Tuesday, so yeah. what are your thoughts on the Monday night game? Yeah, the Monday night game, I was just going to say the Steelers 26 over the Giants 16. I mean, if you were a Steelers fan and we talked about this, man, what a great game. I mean, I think the offense is really coming around. Ben Roethlisberger, um, three touchdowns. He had two to Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, if you drafted him, you probably got him as a wide receiver number two. Yep. So far, he's performing as a wide receiver number one. You really got to like that. Um, James Conner looked great, but did get hurt. And then Benny Snell came in and had 113 yards and a touchdown. So um, the thing with Conner, the latest on him, I heard he was supposed to be out this coming uh, game, but it's looking like he practiced um, limited, <clears throat> excuse me. And so he has a chance to play, but there could be a split now. Snell played so well, there could be some split and carry. So that's a little yeah. bit disappointing, um, but you got to be happy with the uh, Steelers offense overall. I mean, remember when his coach came in and says, hey, he's going to be the bell cow. James Conner, we're just going to give the ball to him all the time. But he gets hurt all the time. And I've also been hearing, reading up rumors that, especially depending on what the Le'Veon Bell situation is, hey, Pittsburgh might actually be open to taking Bell again. Oh, that's interesting. That would be a really interesting <laughs> pickup. So I, I picked up Benny Snell. If you um, talk, uh, listen to our waiver wires, we recommended that. Um, he's a good pickup, and you know I, I'm holding him basically for the second half. I think you know eventually he's going to get more time than Connor, and Connor might go out again. The other hey, side of this, I'll go ahead. Actually, before you do, Jen, were you looking at Hines or Snell? Which one were you looking at as a primary? Um, I actually, I know most people were saying Snell. I like Hines because of the pass catching and the fact that Phillip Rivers really is dumping off a ton to his backs. And so um, I, I was 
prioritizing Hines over Snell, but I think both are going to have production. Got it. What about the Denver as well as the Tennessee Titans game? Yeah, and actually, let me um, just quick note on the Giants. You know, I I love this again vindication. I said not to draft Saquon Barkley. Um, I did not like him as the number two. A lot of people had him as second pick. Man, what a huge disappointment! He only had like what thirty six yards or thirty one yards. So I think you got to keep watching that. Daniel Jones played decent. I mean, had two touchdowns, two touchdowns to Darius Slayton. But overall, I think the Giants' offense is just uh, not looking sharp. So if you've got Barkley you know what actually maybe there's a time to consider getting a low buy low on him but I am not high on this guy for the rest of the year but remember Jed I am all in on Daniel Jones however <laughs> he does he's in my quarterback in all my leagues how many fantasy points did you get out of him though uh, not much maybe about <laughs> uh, low 20s but they were playing they were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers let's see how well he does in the next couple weeks yes hey, true that's remember as I quote Jed my co-host says, don't worry about the first couple weeks. That's correct. You're absolutely right. And we can't overreact. And that's what a lot of people do. So um, that's why I personally, I don't like to make too many trades the first couple um, uh, weeks because I like to see what the trends are and how things play out. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting one. Yeah. Well, by the way, you know, actually, I will save it for when Jimmy comes in terms of the trade that he made. But hey, let's go to the next game real fast. OK, so Titans and Broncos, Titans 16, Broncos 14. I think the big thing for the Titans, if you're a Derrick Henry fan, you're a little bit disappointed. No touchdown there. But 31 carries is a great sign. A lot of volume had 106 yards. Um, the passing game was a little strange because Corey Davis had the bigger game than A.J. Brown. The coach came out and said that was because of coverage and that's what it dictated. Um, but so you got to, you know, if you have A.J. Brown, a little bit disappointed, but I think you'll have a bounce back game next. Um, overall, I mean, Titans look fine. Um, on the Broncos side, of course, they didn't have Cortland Sutton, so that was a little disappointing. Um, but Jerry Judy, um, you know, did step up there, and so that that was good to see him with um, a little bit more catches. But Sutton supposedly is trying to make it in uh, for this week two game, so we'll see how that works yeah. out. It looks like AJ Brown has a knee bruise and definitely should be out this week and also for next week as well, too. And so we don't know exactly how well he is. I'm a little disappointed because I have AJ Brown in two of my leagues. And mm. so that's disappointing to see. Now, Corey Davis seems to be doing well. He's a former first round pick. And so let's see what, what he does with this opportunity. Yeah, I didn't know he was out. So if that's true, I would definitely look at Davis because, I mean, obviously he had a good rapport with Tannehill. So that, that looks good. A.J. Brown was drafted very, very high. And with this knee bruise being out in week two and maybe week three, that's a hit to a lot of fantasy owners right oh, there. Oh, yeah. The wide receivers this year really big. I mean, so that's a hit. And you look at Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, high ankle sprain. They're saying out, you know, two to three weeks. So that's a big hit. I mean, he was probably the one, number one or number two wide receiver off the board. So that's a huge one. If you have Emmanuel Sanders, he was he's the number two. We've been kind of pimping him up. And uh, I think he could be a great pickup for this next few weeks um, to fill in. With the Denver Broncos, all I heard in the first half of the game was Noah Fant. They just kept throwing the Noah Fant. Yeah, no, I was going to say that was the other one who took up, and it'll be interesting to see um, once Cortland Sutton's coming back if that continues. Um, but Noah Fant looked great and had a lot of volume. I think he had seven catches at the end of the day, and so um, a good pickup. Again, we talked about a lot of good tight ends, um, and there are a lot of them are producing. Uh, Jed, he didn't look great. He looked fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was a, you know, I had him down there. I liked Hawkinson better. Um, and I liked, um, um, the guy out of, uh, Las Vegas better, but you know, he did, he looked really good. 
Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Jerry Judy, uh, will Cortland Sutton back? Do you think Jerry Judy is going to be affected at all? Who are you picking? Yeah, Judy's gonna, yeah, definitely picking Sutton over Judy. I mean, Judy looked good, but, you know, he's still a rookie. I mean, he'll go, he should go back into that third um, kind of option behind uh, both Fan and Sutton. So if Sutton's playing, I'm definitely putting him in. The only concern with Cortland Sutton, a lot of times that's why, is that shoulder sprain. A lot of times you're still limited by that shoulder sprain. How well will he do with this first week still struggling? With that spring yeah the big thing i'd look at today is if he practices today if he gets in a full practice today then you're going to feel good if it's limited then you definitely need to pay attention to right up to the the news right up to the uh, game time yeah let's uh let's look at a couple nfl news and notes before we bring jimmy on and talk about rookies and for us to talk about starter sit hey jed any news that uh stick out to you um, uh, no, other than Michael Thomas was a big one. Um, I think also the fact that there's no COVID, I think I'm just going to keep mentioning that. I think, uh, we haven't had any big breakouts or anything. So that's a good sign. George Kittle, I think is another big injury, um, sprained knee, not expected. He said that he could push through, but really not expected to play against the jets. And really you got to think the 49ers are thinking they don't really need him against the jets. So wouldn't be surprised if he gets to sit down. We talked about James Connor, um, a couple other running backs I'll mention that are out Le'Veon Bell and Marlon Mack, um, both out for the season so you're looking at Frank Gore to start in place of Le'Veon Bell a little bit of Josh Adams too as well there and then of course um, in Indianapolis Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines um, the only other one I'll mention uh, Kenny Galladay expected to be out I've been watching him. I've got him on a couple teams so yes, you know yes. that's been a big disappointment huge volume guy um, so we'll see if he can come around um, that's worrisome and then Chris Godwin on Tampa um, actually just went into the concussion protocol yesterday he took a huge at the end of the game there um so he could be out uh for this game and but mike evans is in and so if you have mike evans that's a good sign the other one we mentioned scotty miller as a pickup if you got him he could have a big game this sunday did you pick up any Scotty Miller on any I of your did. teams? I did. Okay. I got Scotty Miller on one. He's. I, I'm really sold on him. I think he's going to become the Julian Edelman for Tom Brady um, on this on Tampa Bay team. So I think he's he's got good potential. Jed, did you also read the story that there was a COVID case with one of the fans in the Kansas City games? Yeah, I did. And now they're trying to contact all the people around him. So, oh man, it's you know, COVID is just so interesting. Now the Big Ten's coming back too. So you just got, I'm just waiting for the breakout on one of the college games as well. So we'll see. A couple other news that I have is Frank Gore will be the starter versus the Niners, his former team. Uh Le'Veon Bell is out with the hamstring. I I mean I just don't like any of the New York Jets, except nope. maybe Jamison Crowder. But even that, I'm not too crazy about as well, too. Yeah, Crowder's the one guy that I, I would potentially think about. But, you know, you do like the comeback games. When players come back against their former teams, they always have big games. So, Frank, that's an interesting one. If you're desperate, I think that's not a bad one to, to roll the dice on. Yeah, but Frank Gore is 37 years old against the San Francisco 49er defense. Yeah, and Josh Adams looked better than him behind him. So, I actually expect Adams to get more of the carries and to do better at the end of the day. But, really, I'm trying to avoid that backfield. Devontae Parker, I really want to see how well he does. He, oh, he was out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really disappointed there because Parker, I think, was another, you know, just continued breakout because his volume is really high there. But I think it's a hamstring. So um, we'll see. Hopefully he can come out of that. And Brendan Cooks, you know, he had a quad issue and Will Fuller did pretty well. Let's see how he does this week as well, too. Yeah, Cooks is another one. Um, I don't know. He was on a limited, you know, we'll see. If he can get in some limited snaps, that would be great. Got it. Hey, Jim, I'm going to bring you in real fast here. And uh, are you able to hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Hey, hey what hey, are Jim, some of uh, you? Good morning. 
I know you're looking at three or four rookies. Uh, you want to go through some of the rookies that you've identified for this week? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, there's two that everyone's picking up, um, and you guys have talked about. Uh, Claire from Kansas City, as well as also Taylor. I'm a big Taylor guy. Um, I've been trying to get him on my team from a number of other teams, but no one seems to be biting in terms of any of my traits. So I think those are the two rookies that I think everyone's been really paying attention to. I will say there are four rookies that uh, maybe is, I would say, a little bit under the radar, but I think uh, folks should really target via trades, or even a couple of them are still on the waiver wires. Um, C.D. Lamb, I think, will be good long-term. The Dallas offense, is, I feel, is going to be more pass-heavy than um, run-heavy. So I would really look at C.D. Lamb. Zach Moss over in Buffalo. Um, I think Zach Moss will eventually take over from Devin Singletary. Um, and right now it's a running back share, but I think they should really uh, – he's really going to start being the, the primary back over there. If you have a defensive um, – uh, if you start individual defensive players, I think Chase Young actually had a really good outing. I think Chase Young is actually going to be really good. Chase Young and Patrick Queens, the middle linebacker in Baltimore, are the two defensive players that I think that people should really target if they do have individual players on their fantasy team. I think uh, Patrick uh, Patrick Queens is going to be the next um, Ray, J- Ray, uh, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis over there as well too. Mm-hmm. And lastly, um, I'm high on Harry uh, on Rugs over at uh, Las Vegas. Um, I think he got injured um, at the end of the first half. But if you watched him, he he's got some great potential. He he got he did pretty well in the first half. Um, didn't do as well in the second half, but um, I think he he's somebody that people should really target. And I'm surprised it's still on the waivers as well too. Yeah, you really saw his speed in the game. I mean, and, you know, sometimes speed from the um, combine doesn't translate, um, but you could really just tell that when he was in the game, he could um, basically they call that taking the top off, which is basically when he's when he has that speed on the outside, they have to put the coverage over the top um, on the defense, and that really opens up the middle and the underneath game. And so you really saw he, he, he proved out there. So I agree with you there. And C.D. Lamb, um, I do like C.D. Lamb. For those of you who have Cowboys wide receivers, they had a down game um, this past week. I'm looking for a bounce back game this week against Atlanta Falcons and Dak Prescott as well. If you have Prescott, you had to be a little disappointed, but I think they're going to have a bounce back game. I'm looking for a lot of points in that. Uh, I agree as well, too. Yeah. Well, especially with the fact that Blake Jarwin is now out for the year. And so you, a lot of times you need a CD lamb to continue to step up. Now at the same time with Las Vegas, I would not ignore Brian Edwards. Everyone loves rugs, but at the same time, pay attention to Edwards Put him on your watch list because he still was held in high regard and he still got targets. I'm looking forward to seeing how well he does as a rookie. Yeah, I, I like Edwards too. I mean, for me though, you know, I still think in Vegas it's about the run game. I mean, it's all about and actually if you have Josh Jacobs, you know, with three touchdowns, that might be a sell high candidate. Um, I'm not <laughs> expecting that kind of output. Um, but I did like the, you know, the volume was there, the um, run game looked good, and so that that's the uh, the guy that I like. Jed, you're right. I actually didn't I didn't target Josh Jacobs at all. Um I actually went after Nick Chubb before Josh Jacobs, but I have him in one team and I was surprised that he did so well um, scoring three touchdowns and actually yards passes as well. Yep, Yep, exactly. Uh, On a separate note, Matthew Berry, I was listening to him on ESPN's uh, podcast, uh, Fantasy Football Podcast. He would say, do not be surprised that Jonathan Taylor is your best running back in the next couple years in the NFL. He's that good. I mean, he's doing really, really well. Besides the concern about the fumbling issues, coming out of Madison, he was held in high regard. 
Yeah, he was definitely a star uh, when Wisconsin, and I'm expecting a, a bounce back for the Colts as well. I mean, I think they got surprised by the Jazz, kind of jumped on them. Actually, I think the Jazz are gonna um, um, you're gonna see a little bit. That was just the first week kind of um, anomaly, and so I think they'll go back to being a bad team. But I think Jonathan Taylor definitely a high on him. I think there's enough to go around. That's why I'm still high on, on Naheem um, Hines as well. I think there's enough to go around for both of them because they're um, so involved in the passing game as well. But Taylor is definitely a star. And I think you're right. I mean, Philip Rivers has really always had a history of dumping off passes to his running backs. And I think Jonathan Taylor is in a really good position, um, both from a passing perspective as well as a running perspective to do well this year. Yeah, the one guy you didn't mention off surprise was um, D.K. Dobbins. Um, I think he had a great game with Baltimore, um, Baltimore Ravens and actually had a lot more carries than I was expecting. It was almost more of a split. Um, and so that was good to see if you're a Dobbins fan, if you've got him, he may be taking over there sooner rather than later. Of course, the Ravens are playing the Texans this coming week, and that's a huge uh, spread game. I'll just mention the over-under is 51 and a half, so they're expecting a lot of points there. I actually think it could be a blowout. I think the Ravens could, could destroy the Texans. I'm, I'm worried for the Texans, especially with uh, Cooks out as well. And and Watson didn't look that comfortable. And so if I have to, I'm picking the Ravens in this game. They're a seven-point spread. I'm picking them to beat the Texans, but I'm looking for a lot of fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of J.K. Dobbins, uh, this actually leads us to our segment, a Start or Sit. And here's the first scenario I would love to pick your brain on. I got a trade offer for J.K. Dobbins for Jonathan Taylor. Are you taking it? I have J.K. Dobbins. What do you guys think? Wait, J.K. Dobbins for who? Jonathan Taylor. Oh, all day I'm taking that. Jed? Um, I, you know, to me, that's just kind of a weird trade. Like, it's like you're almost trading like the same kind of guy. You know, it's, they're both rookies and there's both upside. So, um, I don't know. Personally, I like Dobbins because he's with the Ravens' high powered offense. And so I'd probably take him over the Colts. Got it. Really? I take I would take Taylor over Dobbins. Um, I'm still I'm still thinking that Ingram's going to play a decent role this year, and so that's one of the reasons why I'm a little hesitant on Dobbins. And the pr- thing also is you have to remember Lamar Jackson is going to run quite a bit as well too, and so he Dobbins is not going to be used as the primary runner because I think that's really going to be Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's a good that's a good call. Um, although I will say he got the goal line carries, um, which was that was another big surprise with the Ravens. Um, I'm also just worried about the Colts' offense. You know, I just don't know if they can score the points that the Ravens can score, and so that's that's mainly my concern. But as far as talent, I mean, yeah, they're both they're both really up there. Here's another trade scenario: Allen Robinson for Naheem Hines and Cortland Sutton. Would you trade that? Um, I'm yeah, I'm I would. I'm taking Sutton and uh, Hines on that. I think that's a better deal. I mean, I and I, I want to get away from the Bears offense. <laughs> I think the Bears really lucked out this past weekend, and so uh, we'll see. But I would take that. I mean, a two for one that seems like two solid players, and Sutton should be coming back from injury. Um, you know, and then Hines, you like I said, I think you've got a nice number two there. Interesting, Jim. You taking that? I, I agree as well, too, especially in this COVID world. I, I'd much rather have. Um, the quantity versus the quality, and you're getting really two good players. My only hesitation would be how how seriously injured is Cortland Sutton, and um, is that something that I want to take a risk on? But I quite honestly would take that risk. If you were to pick now in the season, if you had a draft, 
and you had a chance between Calvin Ridley or Julio Jones, who would you pick right now? Yeah, this is a great one. I've been yeah. t- it's funny. I have been having the argue- this argument with my son. I was telling him, I think this is the year that Ridley takes over. But, you know, um, Julio Jones had a great game, right? I mean, he had a um, high volume. Yards. Yeah, 157 yards. And he came back down. But, man, Ridley looks solid, too. So that, you know, um, I'm, I think I'm starting to lean towards Ridley. Because, you know, with Julio, there's always those games where he kind of disappears and no touchdowns. And so that's the big thing. Ridley always picks up with the touchdowns. And so that's uh, – I'm still going him. I'm high with high with really <laughs> the top receivers in this year's draft was Julio Jones, Michael Thomas. But quite honestly, I was really targeting Chris Godwin, Robert Woods, as well as Calvin Ridley, because I felt like the three of them would have a better year than the the the, the top receivers. Yeah, the number so one. I agree with you. I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a breakout year. I think Robert Woods is really consistent. And I think Chris Godwin is going to have a breakout year as well, too. Yeah, Godwin, I'm hoping he's okay with that concussion. That was the big thing. Um, but I agree with you. It seems like there's a shift. There's a little bit of a changing of the guard this year. Um, if you had Michael Thomas, obviously, or the injuries hurt. I think the one player who's played out as far as the top wide receivers is Devontae Adams. Man, he yeah, looked great. Really and it seems like Devontae Adams is the guy, so he may take over that number one mantle. But I agree with you. This seems like this is a year a lot of the number two on the team are taking over for the number ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of that, Jed, you know, a lot of times this is one of those times where where you could take advantage of someone who's not paying attention. Jimmy made a trade for Chris Godwin for McLaren over at Washington. I'm saying, what in the world kind of trade was that? <laughs> yeah, that's a good pickup. Um, you know, I like McLaren, but yeah, he's not at the level of Godwin. I mean, Godwin produced last year. Last year had over a thousand yards. I mean, he was, I think, the number six wide receiver. So he's not really even a breakout anymore. You should basically know about this guy. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why I picked Terry McLaren is because I thought he's going to be the primary receiver. Um, Washington's going to throw so much. But after the first game, and I know that we shouldn't really um, bank on players or, or assess players based on the first couple of games. But I was like, this, they're going to be an inconsistent offense. And so if I can get rid of McLaren and go after somebody consistent like Godwin because Brady's throwing to him. And I think at some point, Mike Evans, Mike Evans has really good games and there are games where he'll disappear. Um, I actually think Godwin was a better bet. Yeah, Godwin's already, I think, in Tampa. Of the twos and ones we've talked about, Godwin already, I think, is the number one, and I think pretty much people know that uh, in Tampa. Which quarterback are you starting amongst the three? Tom Brady, Josh Allen, or Cam Newton? Ooh, good one. I like that one. Um, so I'm throwing Tom Brady out the window. I, I don't think um, personally. Um, I think Josh Allen in between Josh Allen and Cam Newton. That's interesting. Um, I, I think Josh Allen, I have to admit, I got this guy wrong. I was down on him. Did not think he's a top 10 back. But man, the running game really improves and he upped his passing game. And so we got to see if week one was a mirage or not. But off of week one, um, I'm playing Josh Allen out of those three. Jed, during the Monday night football game, I texted my brother or I texted Tommy and said, look, if you want to uh, trade for my Josh Allen so he can replace your Daniel Jones, I'm open for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Josh Allen's going to be really good this year and he's improved so much this offseason. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think his his passing, I mean, the fact that he was over 300 yards on his passing, um, and he's, he's got to watch his fumbles. He still had two fumbles, so that was a um, dangerous part. But we got to see Cam Newton, I think, is the interesting one. I like that you threw him threw him in there, Tommy, because, you know, he had a great running game. He had two touchdowns. We'll see what they do against Seattle. This is going to be a really good test for Cam Newton. I have a feeling they might shy away from the running game and try to lean on the passing game. So we'll see if Newton can still pull that off with just really Julian. Edelman uh, as his receiving uh, receiver there. So we'll see how it plays out in New England. Look, as we all said, it's only week one. Josh Allen is okay, but I'm still banking on Tom Brady. He has a lot of weapons. Bruce Arians called him out. He's going to be highly motivated to prove him wrong. Uh, uh, Cam Newton did really well in New England under Belichick. And a lot of times Brady has something to prove. Don't count out Tom Brady. So out of the three, I actually would pick Tom Brady. So I have a dilemma because in my fantasy, I have three good quarterbacks. I have Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and Josh Allen. And Ooh. I'm not ready to give up on any of those three because I think I can use them for trade assets. But it's hard trying to keep three quarterbacks on your team. Yeah, no, you definitely got to trade one of those. Um, man, of the three, I think I might try to trade Kyler Murray. He's probably got the highest name recognition right now. A lot of people are up on him. You probably would get the most trade value out of that guy. Correct. And then maybe play Josh Allen and keep Prescott as kind of a backup. Or maybe a Prescott, too. People would certainly recognize him. Yeah. But you're right. Carrying three quarterbacks, that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Out of the three running uh, wide receivers, who would you start? T.Y. Hilton, Michael Gallup, or Cortland Sutton? Michael Gallup or Cortland Sutton. Um, wow, I like Gallup for this week. Um, you know, Sutton, again, we're just not sure where he's at with the injuries. T.Y. Hilton, I think, really is no longer number one in Indianapolis. And Gallup, and as I said, with the Dallas team, I think they're having going to have a bounce-back game this week. So for this week, I would, I would pick Gallup there. Jim. I agree with you as well, too. I think Dallas against the Falcons, it's going to be a pretty high score. Um, yes, he's number two, but I think Dak's, Dak's going to throw that ball. And Gallup's in a position to at least score not just one, but possibly two touchdowns. Cortland Sutton, you're you're risking him. And I'm not, I'm just not high on T.Y. Hilton this year as well, too. All right, here's another scenario. Are you starting Naheem Hines or David Montgomery? Hmm. Oh. I would pick Hines, actually. Um, I mean, yeah, I would pick Hines. I think you've got a good combination of running as well as receiving. Um, to be honest, I was never really big on David Montgomery, even though he's the primary back for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, and I'm actually going to flip on this one. I'll take Montgomery only because I was surprised at his production um, uh, last week against Detroit. Um, I th thought he looked pretty good, and I was happy to see the Bears stick with the run game. They didn't run a uh, hide from it um, and stuck with it through into the second half. And so I think for this, and, and because of the timeshare with Jonathan Taylor, um, I think I would take Montgomery for this weekend. In terms of flex, who would you look at? Would you look at Anthony Miller, wide receiver of the Chicago Bears, Antonio Gibson of the Washington team, or Robinson, running back over at the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, that's easy. I'm taking Robinson. Um, yeah. I'm high on Robinson, and I think the volume was there this past week. Didn't get a touchdown, but I think you're going to see it um, again. He's just going to keep feeding this guy. He's a rookie. Again, he could still be on your waivers. I don't know. If, anyone, if anyone's not paying attention, you should pick him up. But of those three, I'm taking Robinson. 
I agree as well, too. I would imagine on 18 leagues, he's still out there. I would imagine 10 team and 12 team leagues, he's already picked up. But you're right. I think he's going to be, I think he'll surprise quite a few people and he'll lead the Jaguars in rushing and, um, and he'll do, he'll have a really good year, actually, I think. Yeah, Robinson will be your bell cow over at Jacksonville. He will be the primary runner over there. All right, a couple more here, and here we're going to do. Which one are you going to do in terms of who do you should I start? Corlin Sutton or Benny Snell? Oh, uh, I'm taking Benny Snell. So generally, if it's a wide receiver versus a running back, I usually lean running back as long as, especially if they're a pass catching. Um, and so I like Snell, especially with Connor coming off of the injury. I think Snell's going to get a lot of carries, and he also catches out of the backfield. So, um, yeah, that's who I'd go with Snell. I agree with you as well, too. I had that dilemma yesterday. I had the chance to play Kareem Hunt <clears throat> or a wide receiver coming up. And I played the wide receiver, and I did not play Kareem Hunt as, um, you know, and, and I was so disappointed um, <laughs> about it because he did so well yesterday. Yeah, we were just talking about Hunt before you came on that um, it's looking like there's enough running production uh, in Cleveland for Hunt to really have a solid role and to have a role on your team. And so if you drafted him, you got to feel happy just to have him on your team. I think the production is going to be there. Yeah. Got it. Hey, two more, and then we're done. Uh, out of the flex, who would you pick? Kenyon Drake, Stefan Diggs, or J.K. Dobbins? I'm taking Drake. Uh, I think he had a down game. Even though they beat the 49ers, um, he didn't score. So I, but I, I like Drake um, for a bounce-back game uh, this week, so that I'd take him. I take Dobbins. I know he's just a rookie, and I know Ingram is still there, but I think they're actually going to do really well against uh, Houston this week. Um, see, I'm not a Drake guy. Um, I'm not sure that the Miami offense is actually going to do really well this year. And so I, I'm going to bypass um, Drake, but I'm going to go after Dobbins. And for me, everyone knows I live and die with three players this year. Devontae Parker, Kenyon Drake, and Daniel Jones. He <laughs> is the three players on all my teams. Or oh, and Kenny Galladay. I am yeah. living and dying with those four players. Yeah, I think you'll be fine with Drake. I mean, I like Arizona a lot. I think the you know the Cardinals, that was a big game um, that beat the 49ers. And so I think you're going to see him involved a lot more. Um, I'm looking for that offense to become one of the top five offenses. So I'm still high on Drake. Um, I, I've, I've got him on a couple teams as well. So we'll see how it plays out. Do you wow. think they're gonna? Do you think they're gonna move Fitzpatrick out for Tua, or do you think Fitzpatrick's gonna be still the quarterback for a while? Oh, in Miami, yeah, in Miami, I think um, I think they'll stick with Fitzpatrick for a little bit um, before Tua comes in. I think he didn't have a great um, training camp. Really, didn't look that good. Um, he was the number. They kept him as a number three for a while. So we'll see if they make that change eventually. Mm -hmm. Hey, one person I've been seeing on the waiver wire, people are dropping DeAndre Swift. Any of you guys picking him up? Oh, yeah. If people are dropping DeAndre Swift, I would. I mean, I was surprised at his usage um, in the Bears game. He had quite, I mean, yeah, he dropped that one pass, the game winning pass, but that his usage and his volume up to there was pretty good. So I would pick up Swift. I was actually surprised. I think Carrion Johnson is out of the rotation. Yeah. It's going to be Peterson and then Swift as the backup, but I would expect Swift by the second half of the season to take over with that. So I, I would. I agree up. with you as well, especially keeper leagues. I, I would keep Swift. Yep. And uh, as I said, last and final one, just for you, uh, Chad, 
Julian Edelman or Scotty Miller? Who are you starting? Oh, Scotty Miller all day. <laughs> Scotty Miller is going to have a big game this weekend. You guys just wait and see. Chris Godwin's out. Scotty Miller's there. I mean, I'm looking for I'm looking for 100 yards, um, really. And so I, I like Scotty Miller. You guys just watch. This guy's a scat back, super quick. Um, he's Julian Edelman clone. Uh, pick up Scotty Miller if you don't have him in play. Okay, here's my other dilemma, and you'll have to tell me. It's not just Julian Edelman. I, I have Marvin Jones. And on the waiver is Scotty Miller. Do you take the chance and dump Marvin Jones and go yeah. after Scotty Miller? I Jones. do. I, yes, I know Tommy Wood. We, we both don't he's like so Marvin junk. Jones. He's such a junk player. Oh, my gosh, he's terrible. There's <laughs> no, so I, much potential with Marvin Jones. He never fulfills it. Well, and, and that's the thing is I don't want to dump him only because Galladay has been out. Yeah. I'm like, he's not doing anything for me. You know, if I'm going to – go after a player who's going to be productive. I think Scotty Miller is going to surprise a lot of people this year. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'd go with Miller myself. All right, Jen, I know you have to run to a tennis appointment. Jimmy has to get the girls up. I actually have Samantha starting school here. So, hey, for more information, go to fantasymatchup.nfl. That is Fantasy Matchup. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at fantasymatchup.nfl. And – Jed, I'm going to have to get back to you and see if we're going to record on Monday and Tuesday because i got to move some things around. Now I'll yep. touch base with you, and we'll see you guys next week. Good to see everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye.